0: Digital Marketing Radio episode 217. Is it possible to humanise chatbots? DigitalMarketingRadio.com Broadcasting live on the Digital Marketing Radio Facebook page, this is the weekly show that prizes actionable advice from today's top digital marketers. Catch up with all the previous episodes at DigitalMarketingRadio.com The big interview with David Bain. Hello, I'm David Bain and today I'm joined by a Proud geek who runs a business incubator and hangs out with neuroscientists. He works with clients to customize the personality of chatbots to help articulate
1: the essence of the brand. Welcome to DMR, Peter Lizowski. Thank you David. It's great to be on here with you. Uh, this will be a lot of fun. We're going to have a have a just a hoot of a time.
0: We are indeed. And yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Peter. Well, I would say you can find Peter over at slapshotstudio.com/chatbots. So, Peter, you know, chatting chatbots today. <laughs> uh, you say that chatbots will soon replace traditional websites, search and apps. So, replace
1: seems quite a strong word. Is is that really the case? It's, uh, it, yeah, The as we know, uh, websites and OS and things like that, just maybe to back up a little bit, David, for your audience, I, I know bots and chatbots have entered people's vocabulary a little bit, but there's still a little bit of a misunderstanding as to what the heck these things really are. So chatbots are, it's all about conversation now where we're moving and we'll get into that with GUI and what we call now CUI standards um, here going forward. But um, chatbots are automated uh, software programs that can interface, interface with things like Facebook Messenger, uh, websites, Slack, Kick, WeChat, depending on where you are in the world. And so when I say um, I looked at this and we've been uh, be, we've been looking at bots for the last three or four years now, but. Uh, the reason why I say that is I have a I come from a high tech background, so that's I've worked at different companies. You probably would recognize like Nike and Hewlett Packard and Verifone and things like that. And so my background is in engineering. And so all my buddies, we all kind of split and we went in different directions. I got some buddies that work at Apple, some work at Microsoft and you know other places like that. And what's interesting, what's going on now is you're seeing and you will see in the next three to five years uh, bots are going to basically reinvent the internet. Uh, so when I say replace, if you look at websites, they're going to become bot sites. So for example, if you think about it, right, you go to a website right now, David, and you're, um, you're having to hunt and peck around, go through pages. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if a bot just popped up and said, hi, you know, an animated character talk to you and you're basically interacting with that character and it's guiding you as a virtual assistant through the website. Yes. The same thing with search. I yeah, guess if I wanted to speak to, yeah, if you wanted to interact, and this is what you know we're talking about that you mentioned with um, we are developing a, a brand new business category called relationship experience technology, and really what that is is in my world and my background, technology is only good if it can create a humanized connection, right? So we talk about the history of design, right? I I started my career back in the 80s, David, when it was a big deal. IDO came out with industrial design and human ergonomics, which was, well, how do we hold products and things in our hand, right? And then it became in the 2000s, it was about graphical user interface standards, right? So it was about GUI, right? And Mm. how do you create these great user interfaces that interact with people? Now we're moving and you're going to see a lot more talking about this, uh, just because we're, we're inventing some of the standards and they're called CUI, which is conversational user interfaces, which is all about how do we talk and interact with technology now as human beings and how does that technology interact and talk with us.
0: But do you think this is something that is really going to impact virtually every time that a, that a user interacts? with a website, with with search experience? Or is chatbots going to be just appropriate for certain industries or situations, do you think?
1: Uh, I think there's going to be several verticals that will be in more of uses uh, the chatbots. But I will tell you, um, as far as Google search, uh, Google will be changing. I believe that they are going to have a, a bot search on the front end. I mean, they just came out about two or three weeks ago, David, with their first uh, bot, artificial intelligence bot for job recruiting. Uh, and, art, and automatically going out and, and searching and doing recruiting for people. Uh, if you look at, uh, you know, at least the, the people that I talk to in the industry, uh, Mac and Windows are going to be by, replaced by bot OSs, where the bot's actually going to interact and do all the computing functions. You're going to be, whether it's textual or it's voice, but the bot will be taking care of all that, and most of computing in the future is going to be cloud-based anyway. It won't be this hardware system you have in your, sitting in your office so what
0: type of business is most likely to be impacted by this
1: well we work we have four verticals right now um, that we're working with um, for examples I, I think it's across the board but uh, we you know real realtors and the ability to search and buy and sell property that way through bots which gets really into lead qualification. Um, we're working with a large manufacturer right now. It's actually a hot tub company all across the United States of America. Where, and the other thing with this relationship experience technology is, it's about what we're doing is we're creating animated characters that actually. I mean, think about like how Mickey Mouse is the Disneyland, right? Mm. Well. We are creating animated characters that are talking to people uh, and interacting with them in a very human-like way. And that's the chatbot. So if you look at that, that can be across all different industries, real estates, attorneys, local business. Um, we can talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, I have an idea where really we're going to be um, heavily replacing a lot of advertising and social media with bot interactions and in local business um and then you get into local online you can use bots for if you have a online course membership course the bots can do accountability and follow up the bots can serve as a part teacher in the course hmm. so there's a lot of different applications um really it's kind of mind blowing it's whatever you can create um we can do with it with a chatbot. I guess the key is to actually interact with the consumer with
0: the right message that they're looking for at the right time and not annoy people. It'll be so easy to actually just pop up and splurge out um, advertising material that someone is just not looking for at that moment in time. How, how does a business just ensure that it's a help rather than hindrance to people?
1: Yeah. That David, that's a great question. And I get that, um, a lot. And that is really, it gets into, that's a bad way to use a bot. Uh, there's do's and don'ts for bots. Uh, and there have been marketers now that have jumped on and, and used chat bots in a very spammy way. And, um, basically at least in Facebook messenger, you'll get your account banned if you do that. What I'm talking about is these bots, they're instant and they're user relevant. So think about, think about it this way. Um, are you do you play video games David at all or Occasionally. I'm not I'm not a big gamer though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big gamer either, but if you look at the generation behind us, if you look at a very popular software uh video game called Zelda, right? Mm-hmm. We've all heard of that worldwide introduction. Well, Zelda, you can go off and basically go and pick a land you want and go into and you go explore that land with mm-hmm. Zelda and the characters. For us, really it was going back to our childhood days if you had like um choose your own adventure in a storybook, right? So if like you want this adventure, go to this page, right? If you want this adventure, go to this page. So this is where, why it's not um, spammy and it's not bad because the user's driving the experience, they get to choose their own journey. And Mm -hmm. that's what makes it so astounding. And, You know, we're seeing right now. um, I know a lot of your probably your people that you know listen to your show. They do a lot of email marketing, I would imagine, and things like that. Uh, We're getting open rates almost near 100 percent, click-through rates uh, well above 70 percent. I mean, you compare that to email, which is probably 20 percent, 2 percent, and it's because it's instant, it's user relevant, and it's entertaining and informational to the user.
0: And I'm certainly very keen on exploring areas like VR, and I guess there are so many applications for chat bots and, and new technology like that that aren't even
1: experienced by the general public quite yet. Yeah, but that's coming. You'll see, and and, and not too far off is hologramic technology too, yeah. which is kind of not played much in the news, but there are working prototypes. Uh, in fact, um, Xbox is going to be coming out with some hologramic technology, I believe, uh, in the next five years, where the whole game surrounds you in the room, but this is where, and then you could have a bot as a virtual assistant. Say, like in one of the games where it's interacting as one of the players, but you know, it's it's working yeah. with you to help with the game. Yes, yeah, I mean, certainly. so that's where VR and hologramic will will come into play.
0: So, is it right for most businesses to actually consider actively what to do with a chat chat bot? for their business now, or is the best thing for most businesses to actually sit back and see what some of the competition are doing and then be the, the second stage in the, the adopter series?
1: Well, here's the thing. yeah, As you know, in product life cycles or technology life cycles, and I work with those quite a bit with my background, is we're in that early adopter phase. The thing about that, though, uh, David, is if you wait to become part of the main street, uh, the big land grab is gone. So now's the time to get in. Now, I can tell you, we we work with clients right now. We're using, I mean, to get very practical and pragmatic about it, uh, we're using uh, chat bots for lead qualification. So for example, let's say whether you use social media, I mean, you can actually use a bot where you can go out to Facebook and set up a bot where you're doing some kind of Facebook post. And if somebody wants to get a lead magnet, for example, you would type in a certain uh, keyword. And if they type the keyword in the Facebook messenger bot pops up and it starts interacting with you and it delivers the lead magnet. Mm. Okay. So that's one example of lead qualification. You can use it with ads uh, as well, like Facebook ads or Google pay per click. Uh, We're doing bots, both Facebook messenger and website. So it's not just the Facebook messenger world. There's expert bots. So for doctors um, we're talking to some different um, in the healthcare industry right now where, there would be a, uh, an initial diagnosis, right? So you go and collect information. Um, I own a, just so you know, I own a large uh, health and wellness center here in California. So this is bricks and mortar. Uh, we do massage, we do uh, wellness protocols, skin protocols, facials, we do infrared technology. What we did, for example, is when I first learned about Facebook Messenger opening up, we actually did a, for a test, we did a little contest bot. okay? And what happened was, which blew me away was, we offered a uh, a free spa day, so they would come in. They could do a massage, facial, infrared. It had a package value. Uh, within 30 days, we had over 424 people sign up to the messenger bot. Now, as soon as they're interacting with the bot, David, they're up on the they're signed up on your list like an email list. Okay, okay. but what's interesting is. What we did is now they're engaged. So now they were the bots talking to them. And and back then, so this has gone very, very fast. Back then, all I had was this little emoji cod character called Chase. Now he's a fully talking animated robot. But all I had this was this little emotion, uh, this little emoji con. But he had a little bit of a personality by the way I was, you know, typing and talking. And what we did is we had, we started, Chase started asking people, well, okay, so now that you're here, can you tell me like, what's going on with your body? Are you in pain? Are you an athlete? Are you stressed out? And based on that, then we sent them to a quiz. And that quiz was outside on a landing page. So you can use bots to send um, individuals to landing pages. From that, we got 256 pe- people that went through the quiz and, sent, and gave us their email so that they could get like the pain management guide, for example. And then from that, we had about 28 people that set appointments with us, and we got six memberships. So the overall return on investment was about 13 to 1. I mean, so if you're talking like hard, you know, business numbers, um, we did really well with it uh, because, and I really believe it's because people they were interactive and they engaged and they had you know had fun, but it was about them. You know, I don't, I, I always tell people, look if you're if you're going to a gym, some people go to gyms. To lose weight, some people go to bodybuild, some people go for cardiovascular. So, I'm not going to talk to somebody about bodybuilding if they're going to the gym to lose weight because they're interested in losing weight. So, the bot can talk to them. And what's interesting is the bot can do tagging in the background. So, it's segmenting the people into different buckets automatically. And then it's speaking to them from that regard. You talked about giving the bot a personality as well. Can you actually give it
0: personalities for different market segments, depending on who it's talking to? Yes,
1: you can. Because here's the thing. Uh, if you have the ability to do tagging and market segmentation, you can create, the the I guess, the incarnation of that animated character... That is speaking to that different to that particular market segment, but still represents the brand of that particular company. Um, let me give you another example that was really fun that we did, uh, and this one uh, turned out really well. Again, it blew me away. Uh, you probably know John Lee Dumas, right? Entrepreneur on Fire. I do indeed. So uh, my partner Jamie uh, Jamie J from Slashdot Studio was on his show. And uh, we were giving away a website and a, a chatbot, which we're now going through. We had the person who won the contest. But here's what happened, which was really kind of cool and fun. So I was talking to Jamie, and uh, I said, you know what? Here's what we got to do. We're going to create something that's really engaging and fun for the person to come in that they before they fill out the whole page and give up all their information, why don't we build a bot that like is entertaining that just will crack them up? So what we did is we created this bot called Wilson. Which is, you remember the movie from Castaway with Tom Hanks, yes. where he's on the island and Wilson the volleyball? Yeah, yeah. So we had a talking Wilson volleyball. <laughs> and we went through and we did, uh, it's like the TV show Survivor, uh, you know, where they uh, they have on the TV where they go to the island, they have sure. all the contests. So we did a challenge, right? So we had a beach challenge and then we had a fishing challenge and a hiking challenge and this bot was like probably 2000 iterations it was big but we i built this whole bot but what was interesting what happened david is nearly 94% of the people went through the entire challenge and then they right. went out to the page and almost 60% of them f- typed a whole page gave us their name, their email address, their phone number, their mailing address. And we got about 70 people that personally wrote us and said, that Wilson guy was really funny. He was cracking me (laughs) up, man. I was laughing my head off. So, I mean, I would imagine these kind
0: of conversion rates aren't going to last forever. How long do you think they'll last for?
1: Um, In the Facebook Messenger world, I think, um, you know, once that space gets, you know, what I call polluted. I mean, Mm. Facebook already came out, I think it was a week or so ago, and said they're going to start selling ads Facebook Messenger, sure. so you know that's the that's the beginning of the end for that. But I do see we're over. We're not just in Facebook Messenger, although I still recommend you do that because there's you know over a billion messages a month that are going on there. But we're doing a lot of things in the website space. So think about it this way, right? How many times have you, David, gone to a website, you clicked on the chat, and no one was there, and mm-hmm. you're going, "Oh man, yeah, right?" I got. Or it turns into an email. Say, well, you e- expect e- to chat and yeah, you actually just get an email. email. Right? Yeah. yeah, and, and, and that's just as unacceptable these days. People want, they want instant. They, they Their attention span is small. They're going to bounce. They're going to go somewhere else. So mm. that's what's nice about these chatbots is they're 24-7, right? They never get sick. They never show up late for work. They're never mad at your customers. They're all designed to support and help uh, and provide those answers. But will users not get
0: frustrated that they're talking to bots rather than a human human being and actually figure out fairly quickly that that's what they're doing? Or do you think that bots are that good that most users wouldn't be able to tell the difference?
1: Um, we don't fool people, and I don't think Anybody should. Okay. Uh, but we let them know they're talking to a bot, but because because of the relationship, the rat technology that we've developed with the animated characters and the conversational user interface, people are so engaged with this that they're staying. Because what are they after at the end of the day? They're after some kind of answer, some kind of piece of information, or they want to order a pizza. Uh, we're talking to a company in Ireland that has several hundred units for sandwich shops. They want to use a, a chatbot where people can actually order their sandwiches. Now, the interesting thing—you've heard of uh, QR codes, right, David? Yeah, absolutely. For like on, uh, yeah. So right now um, we're incorporating what's called messenger codes and Snapchat codes where people can scan with their iPhone or their Android phone and the bot all uh, immediately pops up. So what we're doing with uh, with companies like the sandwich company is they're going to put that like either on a fridge magnet or actually as a sticker on the sandwich and they can scan in the bot now because it has machine learning. it, It knows what order the person did before and it suggests, would you like to have that same order again. Kind of like what Amazon does, right? Well, you bought this, maybe you'd like this, this, and this, right? It's the same same kind of thing.
0: You mentioned Facebook quite a few times there. Is the way to get significant um, outcomes from this to actually drive traffic at your bots
1: through paid ads on Facebook? Yeah, we have done, so the contest that we did, they actually have Facebook Messenger ads that you can run. And right now, um, again, this is not going to last forever, but I will tell you like ads that we, we're doing regular ads in Facebook uh, sending to our wellness center. That went over the last couple of years, we were paying two to three bucks per lead. Now it's about eight to ten dollars per lead just right. because Facebook newsfeed is so competitive. And even Facebook said by the end of this year, they're probably going to run out of newsfeed ad space. So. If you look over uh in the messenger space we were paying somewhere between 150 and 250 per lead. So right. if you look at uh, 100 leads, wow. I'm paying 200 bucks versus almost $1, that's a 1000 bucks. And was a pretty it converting big savings. just as well? Yeah, that's the contest I was talking about with the 424 leads, 256 emails and the 13 to 1 ROI. So right now that's a time now's the time uh you know to get in to get that going because he who he who builds his list. Right. It's kind of going back to you remember the days when email first came out. Right. It superseded facts. And, you know, that was the big land grab time. Mm. Get an email. The conversion rates were super stellar. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of noise. And now to me, email equals noise. It just there's so much of that going on. I don't know about you, but I get three to four hundred emails a day. I can't even keep up with all these emails that are coming into my inbox. So is Messenger and
0: apps the the future of, of, of email or regular communication? And can you can you see
1: people actually moving away from email completely? Uh, that's that's a really good insight. My prediction is uh, chat bots and conversational user interfaces are going to be the end of email, just like email was the end of fax. The thing about it though, is nobody's come up. I don't know if you can see the book behind me, play bigger. We, uh, we've taught, we had, uh, Jamie had Christopher Lockhead, one of the offer, authors of play bigger, who talks about category design. Right. And I'm really big on that. Uh, category design is not about being better. It's about being totally different. That's why we, have developed this relationship experience technology to be totally different because when you create something that's different like that, now you've created a situation for people to to completely move away from something that they've used as a platform. I mean, just think about the common sense of email, right? Mm. If you think about it, right, I have to go over to my email. I have to open my inbox. I have to search or find the email. I have to read the email. I have to click on the email. There's all that negative inertia And, you know, I do a lot of, uh, in my business incubator, um, we do a lot of work with uh, neuroscience research with not just, it's not NLP, it's EEG and fMRI with brain research data. What we found with a lot of testing and Microsoft has done some work in testing, the attention the average attention span of a human being now is about eight seconds. Mm. Uh, A goldfish is nine so we actually have less attention span than the golf is now. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it has to be interest, instant. I mean, we're testing. I know you know about gifts and things like that. We're actually testing marketing messages 10 seconds at a time because that's about all people can stay engaged for these days, even with it being really engaging and entertaining. The whole idea with these chatbots and conversations is you got to move them from screen to screen to screen, right? Because most people are what? They're on their iphone or android phone right now Mm. so it has to be you have to consider those things we talk in terms of screen snacks instead of everything just like you know rolling down the screen sure because we found when we did that and these are things we had to test because nothing is out there we're developing our own standards once it rolled off the screen we're seeing people bouncing off our analytics are showing it so when i started making it like a screen snack size people were staying with me we are having more people go through the entire chatbot conversation. So is Facebook the only place to get started when it comes to chatbots? Or are there other opportunities out there as well that you can recommend? Um, I would, uh, we build them for websites. So Mm, websites are a great way to have a chatbot. Uh, You can build them. Now, it depends on where you are in the world too. If you go over to the Asia Pacific Rim. WeChat is actually bigger than Facebook Messenger app. Yeah. So we would want to build for WeChat instead of Messenger over there. So it just depends on where you are in the world and, you know, what are the the major platforms that are being used. Uh, but I will say, you know, even now, we even have the ability right now to have a bot interface um, actually run a phone app. So, you know, that's where that's where this whole hybridization is going to happen, where it's not going to be a phone app anymore. It's going to be a chat app or bot app. And I'll I'll tell you this, you know, I've been in small business for a long time, a local business. Uh, It's a waste of time to develop a phone app for a local business because people are are not going to download it. Unless you're a multinational, the bots are the way to go because they're instant and they're engaging. Uh, and you don't have to download anything. And that's a big deal for local business. Just a final
0: question in relation to chatbots. A business maybe is thinking of getting on the bandwagon, but is not sure what to do first, whether it should be a a web chatbot or a a Facebook chatbot, and indeed what that sequence should be that the chatbot helps to take its prospects through. So how does a business actually get
1: started when it's not sure of which direction to go in? Well, the, the best way is to really, you know, is to get an example, right? To see examples and demos and things like that. We have, um, if you go over to our website at slapshotstudio.com forward slash chatbots, uh, there's several demos over there where people can click on it and they can actually interact uh, with the bot there with the demos. So that could give them a place to start. If they, you know, if they're interested and they want to talk with Jamie and I, they could set up a, we have a complimentary dis- uh, discovery session where they can talk to us. I will tell you though, every single p- person we've talked to, we were just um, in front of the Asia Pacific Rim uh, franchise conference over in the Philippines. We were on a big screen, you know, we didn't fly over there. It was all virtual, but, what we were told the the fellow that was over there that was doing the uh he was running the it, you know basically the the talk that we were doing he said afterwards that once people saw the the demo we've seen this time after time after time it just it blows your mind mm-hmm. it's like oh wow now i can use this for this 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 and this it it, it really opens up their eyes as to the practical application of how you could use chatbots in your business. Right,
0: okay, it's such a new technology, it's just hard to envisage how you can actually apply it to your own business without actually yeah. seeing examples, yeah. You got to see a demo. That's the important. Well, in a moment I'm going to be moving to the second part of a conversation, so we'll be asking Peter about the software that he couldn't live without. But first of all, dear viewer, dear listener, have you purchased your copy of Digital Marketing in 2017, the book yet? 107 Digital Marketers one book and all sharing their number one actionable tip for the year. So check out the reviews and grab your copy over at digitalmarketingin2017.com. let us segue into the second part of our discussions that focuses on Peter's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with software I couldn't live without. So Peter, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success?
1: Uh, probably when it gets to like planning, we use Redbooth, and I love that tool. It's, it gives us all of the planning, and uh, it's kind of like Trilio, but you know, it's on on. Uh, it has both timeline, Gantt schedule, and things like that. I love that thing for a project planning tool.
0: Okay, well, that seemed like a s- fairly simple question for you, so let's try and make the next one more <laughs> challenging. Uh, and that is, so what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about,
1: and you intend to try at some point in the near future? You know, um, one of the ones I, I have not used is Evernote. And, uh, I have, you know, probably the same with you. Like I do a lot of running and exercising and, to be able to, I get a lot of different ideas while I'm doing it. Sure. I think Evernote would give me the ability other than just like memo to actually put those ideas down in an organized fashion that I could share. So what stopped you using it? Do you use something else instead? Uh, I use the, basically I use the 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 memo on my, I have a, both iPhone and Android, but sure. really it doesn't it, it doesn't have the same feature set, right? And I'd like to be able to sync things up and share that with our team and things like that. So I think Evernote would be a good way to go.
0: Oh, the iPhone and Android—that's a bit gritty. I—I've <laughs> I, um, I've got an iPhone at the moment, but I'm even contemplating actually going Android again. And I've got my eye on this um, Google Pixel Two XL that may be coming out at yeah. some point over the next couple of yeah. months. It sounds interesting to me.
1: Well, I got to have both because I got to test—you uh, know—the bot the bots of both platforms, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Good excuse. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online.
1: What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Probably what I should have done differently is get better clarity on what where the heck I was going. Uh, I have over the years been a big believer in following megatrends. So these are things that, you know, they're not going to go away. It's kind of like the internet, right? Mm. And so... That whole idea of if you don't have the clarity, then it's kind of the shiny penny syndrome, right? Now you're bumping around, like doing different things that it ends up to, at least for me, it was, uh, it wasted a lot of time. Okay. So just having that clarity, knowing the mega trends and, and, uh, following those has led to success for me.
0: Okay. 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 How often should you actually reset where that mega trend is or where that um, end destination that you're trying to get to is? Do you think um, every couple of years or is, is that not often enough for this digital world?
1: I uh, I do an end of year planning for the next year, so in December, right? Okay, and I'm looking at you know strategic direction, setting goals, looking at the mega trends, but I also break it up into. At, I try to do it once a quarter, but at least by, you know biannual, so yeah. it's at least every six months, right? So, yeah. I I'm constantly keeping an eye. There's several mega trends uh, um, going on out there, but. You know, when I when I saw the chat bots, I actually my business incubator usually I work with six to eight different companies. I'm working with one now because we said we're all in on this one. This this to me is is massive.
0: The this or that round. So this is the quick response round, ten quick questions. Okay. Just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion, so use it wisely. Okay. This could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter or Snapchat? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. YouTube or Facebook Live? Facebook Facebook Live. Mobile or desktop? Uh, Mobile. Website or app? Probably app. Paid search or SEO? Uh, Both. Outreach or advertise?
1: (sighs) Advertise, I guess.
0: Email to one or email to many? Email to one. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Global. You were concerned about that, but got through that without using your both at all. So that's that's very impressive. <laughs> I, I think the, the gaps between so the question... what kind quest of personality are, do I buy now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll leave that for the uh, the listener to decide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I was just going to say the gaps between your, the the question and the answer seemed to extend um, as each question was asked. Um,
1: well, it got tougher, David. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you you veered for social subscriber over email subscriber after your um, your forecast for what's going to happen to email over the next few years. Of course,
1: I don't like email. I just I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I just don't. And that's why I love it when chatbots came around because, like, great, finally, I can get rid of this out of my world and many other people's. I know there's a lot of people still do email marketing, and I do to some degree, but I really think that email is going away in the next few years. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days
0: on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: I would probably uh, spend it on building my own bot platform. Uh, with all the the features that I want in it and have a graphical dashboard analytics panel that uh, gives me all the results and the key performance indicators uh, for my business and other businesses that we work with.
0: Kind of served that answer for you on a plate almost, but uh, (laughs) that was a good answer anyway. (laughs) Great. Okay. Well, that just takes us up to...
1: My number one takeaway.
0: So... uh, Peter, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that a listener needs to take away and implement in their
1: own business? You know, that's a really good question. I I go back to, you know, getting really serious about this. Um, You know, we all, David, you've had it, we've had it, all your listeners have had it. There's been times in our life where it's like, man, I wish I would have bought that house. I wish I would have invested in Netflix. I wish I would have started email uh, when it first came out. And I'm just letting people know uh, it is a good time to get in on chatbots now. Do not wait to be in the main street because kind of in any country, I don't care whether you're from Europe, Australia, United States, Canada, there was a time when people came to that land and they were pioneers and there was a huge land grab and they were able to grab hundreds and thousands of acres and stake their claim. You have that in the digital space right now with chatbots. The boat is leaving the dock, and I'd hate to see a lot of you guys swimming for the boat instead of being on the boat with all of us. You heard it, dear listener.
0: Jump on the boat. Well, that yep. <laughs> takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice, Peter. What's the
1: best way for a listener to find out more about you and what you do? Just go over to uh, – just if you want to check out our demos, that's the best way to kind of get your mind wrapped around this. Go to SlapshotStudio.com forward slash chatbots and that's with an S it's plural so forward slash chatbots wonderful okay so thank you to Peter and thank you dear listener too
0: if you have an opinion of what Peter shared today tell us what you think so the Facebook page is of course facebook.com slash digital marketing radio you can tweet me at David Bain plus please remember to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already so you can do that at digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes for iPhones or digitalmarketingradio.com slash Android for Android devices. But until we meet again, be fantabulous and do one thing that scares you. Adios.